welcome to another episode of the Evolution Exchange. Today we're having a one-to-one with the CEO of Starbury Studios. But rather than me introducing you, fully capable of introducing yourself, Tobias, tell us a bit about you. Thank you. Yes, uh, Tobias Kogia, um CEO at Starbury since um, the fall of 2020 uh, when I joined. And um, I've been uh, around in the gaming industry, started out as a programmer back in 96, actually, here in, in Sweden. And been working at various companies since um, DICE when we shipped Battlefield 1942 back in the day. So I've been an agent helping game developers to pitch their games to publishers for a long time. I worked at Paradox, uh, White Wolf, just to, to mention a few there. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I've had the, had the luck of starting with game development and now I've, I've helped other people to be successful at game development. And it's, it's an awesome job. So you transitioned from programmer to CEO, um, a career spanning around about 27 years in the gaming industry. Um, how long have you been in management, give or take? Pretty quickly, I ended up there, actually. I'm not I'm not a good programmer, I guess. <laughs> but I've always loved, um, even since I was at school, to, to kind of help facilitate and kind of you know, gather groups and make sure groups of creative people can can do awesome stuff together. So I played in various uh, bands, uh, played the keyboards back in the days, you know, and, and they, you know, always kind of run various projects at at, at school and and uh, I think that that kind of will to or or get so much energy from just helping creative people being able to do what they what their vision is. Uh, pushed me pretty quickly into to the more managerial uh, positions um, because I just think it's, it's fun. Yeah, no, I totally, totally understand. Yeah. So you've been at uh, Starbreeze now, as you say, uh, since 2020. Um, so just tell us a little bit about how things have been while you've been there. Like what are the, let's start with some challenges that you've potentially gone through going into, well, it's safe to say a well-established gaming studio as a CEO. What was your biggest challenge there? Yeah, and 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 to to answer that, I might even have to do a quick quick recap of the the history of Starbase. Actually, yeah, um, which is a, a studio with a with long history, as you said. Started out in '98, um, a town here north of Stockholm called Uppsala. They did a bunch of really awesome single-player games in the. 2000-ish area, um, uh, Riddick and Darkness, uh, just to name a few things. And then um, there was in early 2011-12-ish, they acquired a studio called Overkill that had the Payday IP, right? And it became much more focused on that cooperative multiplayer game style of of Payday, and, and they made this amazing success and did so many, so many awesome things right um, and grew uh, to, to become a really big company um, but also a little bit too big so unfortunately they ended up in a in a reconstruction uh, to cancel out some some debts and get the balance in the in the company again so between you know, end of 2018 until the end of 2019 they were basically in this reconstruction mode selling off assets and, and focusing down on on payday again so during that time of course there was a lot of people that were were let go or 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 studios external here from stockholm who were who were sold off to other companies and so forth and you came so, right at the tail end of that 
Yeah, and actually, I came in during during the time of the reconstruction in into the board of uh, Starbase. Um, so I was a board member for for one and a half year uh, before I I jumped on the CEO seat, which was unfortunately a a, a misfortune in a way because our previous CEO, Michael um, Mark, who done an absolutely fantastic job here, he got um, he got ill and then couldn't continue to work and. Uh, very short notice we needed somebody else who who at the critical moment in the development of the studio needed to to jump in and and help securing the the publishing deal for payday three among other things and um, um so i just i got asked by the board to to jump in and um so there was no no plan behind that really it was just like hey we need to we need to um things need to happen <laughs> jump in and, and get things and going back yeah 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 and then after after those things were done, three, four, or five months later, um, I can't remember exactly. Honestly, the board asked me if I I wanted to stay, stay on as a CEO. And at that point, you know, I was like, Yeah, that's that's of course I can do that. And you know, also to, you know, to honor the the, the fantastic history of of uh, Starbreeze, which is well, long and glorious in in many many ways. And um, and uh, of course Michael, um, unfortunately later on uh, passed away in his, his illness. Yeah, uh, and but also it's a fantastic uh, team and IP in terms of of uh, payday. So um, yeah, it it was um, um, yeah, it just happened in a way. Uh, and I'm very fortunate to to be here. And um, obviously, after the um, to answer your question specifically, after the reconstruction, there was a lot of of things and challenges to to um, you know to deal with. Um, a lot of it was just the public perception. Uh, of what the company gone through, and it's like, well, do a future employees or or the stock market and publishers or whatever partners to us? Uh, would they would they dare to to trust us again, having gone through some some issues recently? Like, so that was a lot of just you know making a plan and showing it to people and executing on that plan to 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 build that trust again. Yeah, uh, and it was was a lot of levels of, of problems at that time. So the, the challenge then was basically just to like not making the list of problems, but that was a pretty an extensive list, but really then um, uh, prioritize what is actually most important kind of short term, uh, do those things as quickly as possible and, and get going on to the next thing. But uh, I think we succeeded and a lot of it is because there was a really awesome team here already. And um, uh, also we've had the, the fortune of having more people joining us since then uh, who, who bought into to my vision of where we could take uh, uh starbase so uh, uh very good yeah so obviously good. with any with any challenge when you overcome it it's you know definitely a, a victory isn't it so when it comes to starbase itself you know when we look at during your time there and we're looking at like the milestones that you've hit and some of just the general wins that you see in your eyes what would you say are some of the highlight moments for you over the past few years well not necessarily just for you but the starberries as a whole yeah i think the, the one was of course to find um a co-publishing partner and make a deal of of uh, uh payday three uh set up uh, in such a way that we can you know we can utilize all the knowledge we have here about actual publishing stories have been a, a publisher as well so and, and we were publishing already at this time 
Payday 2 with the live services of that, right? Now, now Payday 2 has been on the market for 10 years and it's been selling like crazy uh, during this whole time, thanks to to how our you know, development and publishing community team have, have kept that game alive. Um, so with Payday 3, we wanted to find a partner out there who could help us to reach even further out um, in the world uh, with with uh, Payday 3, but still allow us to do uh, what we're best at and, and the community and live service things. And, it, and this is a little bit of a mind-bending concept. It's not like the, the standard 1A kind of game game publishing contract uh, off the shelf. So um, getting a, finding a partner in, in play on, uh, on that and been working with them since, that was definitely a great, great win and a huge, huge milestone. Um, and it's been working really well. I think the other is, is just having those moments with the team here Obviously, we, we, like everyone else, we've been distributed um, in terms of um, uh, COVID and people working from home. But we yeah. also have uh, offices in, in a couple of different company, countries. Um, specifically, the biggest uh, team outside of Sweden is in, in France. And finding those moments where we can actually gather, fly everyone up here to Stockholm and sit down for like a whole day of, of conferencing and talking about what we're going to do in the future and, and get everyone in the same room and just feeling that energy and people, you know, realizing like, this is where we're going. Uh, that That's a huge energy boost. So how many people are you flying in? Like how many people are in the France office? So we are uh, a little bit more than, uh, we're 17 people in France right now. Um, recruitment is ongoing so it might be you know it might be more <laughs> at the time of this airing yeah. um uh, we'd have uh, a couple of people in uk now a newly formed office there uh, a couple in spain uh, mainly around the barcelona uh, area but then of also some remote workers uh, uh, here and there but um yeah spain so you do you have offices located in each of these locations and so on not, not in spain and uk at the moment um uh, too few and you know people used to working from home but I think in the future we'll absolutely need a physical physical space again um, getting that it's it's so valuable even though you know finding that balance of, of working in a concentrated way from home um, from your home office but then also combine that with actually meeting people and having those sessions together it's finding that balance it's like uh a new kind of challenge we have in the whole industry to to handle, but when you do that, it's a it's a really good uh, good uh, mix of like focused time, um, you know, and then you know meeting people and and getting inspirations and new ideas. So, hundred percent. So when it comes to milestones, uh, whether it be from a recruitment perspective with internal like headcounts and so on, because obviously as you as you mentioned in 2018, 2019, you had to cut down on a lot do you have another milestone that you you've already hit or are you looking at achieving what's the the goal there yeah so today we're about 165 people um we are definitely going to grow um during this year we're we're looking to grow with um, about 20 people and a similar number uh next year um yeah. we i think the big thing here is we we've been um in a way a one one IP company with Payday 2, constantly churning out new materials there. So one team been working on that, and the other team has been working on Payday 3. But yeah. now Payday 3 is shipping this year. Um, so uh, 
we we have to start another project, right? So uh, that's of course work that's been ongoing for for quite some time to set that up. And we have a team now working on our next game coming after Payday Three, um, which is going to be based on a on a license. Um, so not our own IP this time, but a really good a license where to the few people have been able to say what license it is, people go like, okay, makes sense. Um, uh, so uh, really happy about that one. And uh, recruitment-wise, it's been about finding, um, in some cases, people the, with competences that we don't have, um, like a little bit different types of animations or, or what have you. Uh, and then um, building up a new team, right? Um, so finding finding uh, the leaders of, of this new project, um, but also making sure we have the leaders taking on the live services of Payday 3 that's going to commence immediately after that, that game is released. Will that be an internal move from people that are looking after the live service of Payday 2 to then transition to looking after the live services of Payday 3, or are you still going to want to keep Payday 2 alive once Payday 3 is released? Because you will have some people that will still want to play Payday 2 even though Payday 3 oh, exists. Yeah. You always have that with new releases where you have people that are just so that just love the older editions of each game. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, and, and the, the good thing is it, uh, Payday 2 is actually a peer-to-peer um, uh, multiplayer kind of setup. So so there's no there's no servers to turn off anywhere. <laughs> so people will be able to, to, as long as people have the client installed, they will be able to play Payday 2 forever, basically. Uh, so it's, it, that's, I'm really happy about that. Uh, yeah, Payday 3 gives us much more capabilities, though, in terms of uh, this time around we're using the Unreal Engine. Uh, we can support uh, consoles as well this time around for the live, live services. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's going to be really nice. We couldn't really do that with, with the engine we used for Payday 2. Um, so uh, what was the engine that you're using on Payday 2? Was it an internal custom game engine that you have? Yeah, yeah, internally developed. Um, almost i think it's about 12 years old now so um of course uh, you know keeping something like that up to date with uh, all the new console hardware and what have you is 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 tricky it's a lot of work um yeah there's a there's a reason why unreal is popular <laughs> unreal is definitely popular at the minute it's uh, uh blowing up since the release of unreal 5 and the announcements that they've made you know um seen a lot of people transitioning to be using unreal 5 we see that sounds like you guys are one of them as well so yeah, yeah, you know, and, and having that amount of, of just engine programmers that they have, right? Few other, if anyone can, can maintain like such a focus on engine development. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, so it's good. But uh, I think the, the trick in the future here is what I want to achieve is having not a, you know, grow like crazy and have a, you know, big company, a lot of people employed just because that's cool. I want to have like a, a, an efficient, good team making several things. And we're very much, our culture is based on we, us working as one team. Yeah. Because doing these kind of live services that we do have done with Payday 2, for example, and we'll do with all of our other games in the future, you need to work across uh, you know, the development, uh, publishing, um, the marketing community, but also even like finance and whatever, like, it's a system to get this to work. So you have to work together really all the time. And yeah. I envision the same when we have more projects ongoing in the future. Yeah. Um, it will not be like 
set set uh, closed doors between the different teams, but people will join in and help out where where they can make the most uh, be of most use, right? So, uh, you know, being assigned to a certain project for like for the next ten years, I don't think anyone feel like uh, uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's the best use of people's competence either but but having the opportunity to jump between various projects and do what you're best at yeah, yeah. there yeah. once there is a method of retaining internal talent so to speak so but so when it comes to obviously payday three you know is going to be big for you in 2023 are there any other payday related announcements that uh you can share with us today well we actually Something that the stories had before was a mobile development team, and that's something that we we closed down and said let's focus on PC console for us. So we licensed out uh, the mobile game uh, to a, a partner um, in um, Canada called Popbridge. So they have actually have a um, payday mobile game coming out during this year as well, which is going to be super interesting. Um, and then we're working on on ways of payday is that IP. Uh, one of those game IPs that, that reached a level of um, stature uh, that you can take it to other medias, really. I mean, we have over 40 million downloads of Payday um, with the biggest community page on Steam uh, for any, any game. We're almost about 9 million there. Um, we, you know, it, 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 and CCUs and Mao are really amazing, especially for being such an old, old game. So that gives us, like, the, it gives the IP validity and... Um, um, so we started, for example, uh, really scouting around and uh, working with a partner out of uh, Hollywood to see how could we, if if possibly, translate the payday IP to the TV uh, format, the TV series. So we have a lot of that kind of work uh, ongoing as well. How do we broaden um, the IP and service our fans? You know, give them more options of of how to play the game and how to interact with uh, with IP. I mean, you've mentioned a couple of times that, you know, Payday 2 is like 10 years old at this point. So you've got to work very, very hard to keep a game such as that to still have so much interest, you know, five years later, never mind 10 years later. Do you know what I mean? So is this something that Starbreeze has done specifically with the community to make that actually the case? Like, what is it that you guys are doing differently? From from the very start, I think Starbreeze has been amazing and, and being close and personal uh, with their community and having fun with the community. Uh, I we, we did a series of, like, uh, when we celebrated our eight years anniversary, we did a series of small, like, 10-minute documentaries, um, four of them about various things that happened in the past and I think one one of the things that stands out there is we've made mistakes uh, during this time. But Starbreeze has always been very good at owning up to those mistakes and saying, "Hey, that was like that was stupid. Uh, sorry, I get it now. Yeah, let's you know let's do it better this time and then change that." And so th- I think that's one thing that that build trust with the community because they know they can reach out and say, "Hey guys, we, uh, this this doesn't feel right." And we'll actually listen and respond to it. Yeah. The other thing is, as mentioned, we, we love to have fun with our um, community. And one of the best examples is uh, about two years old. Um, we had a guy in the community who started uh, like early January, I think that year, started playing around on with this big spoon that we found at some restaurant. I think it was like it was like one and a half meter type of big spoon. He said, like, wasn't wouldn't this be an awesome melee weapon in 
in payday, right? And, and, and people, you know, community had fun with this. So we're joking with this. And uh, the team here picked it up. So on the 1st of April, obviously, right? We announced that uh, it was a short movie in the morning saying like, you asked for it. Uh, <laughs> and here it is, oversized utensils. And there was like a, the fork, right? Uh, so it's a, a short movie about how, how this payday characters run around with this fork. And everyone was like, yeah, 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 whatever, you know, 1st of April. Funny. It just shows that you're paying attention to the people that actually play the game uh, yeah. as well. Uh, but then introducing some stuff. Then later in the day, what we actually did was was introducing the spoon like in the game, right? And then uh, run a campaign there where we had uh, five million kills. Um, the the spoon would turn golden for everyone. That happened in one and a half day, I think. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we love love having fun with with the community as well, and that has really built that trust. That's fantastic. So uh, we've also touched a little bit on the growth of Sabri's beyond payday. You mentioned, you softly mentioned a uh, notice of a, another IP that you're getting involved in. And when we mentioned to others, all right, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Is there any more information that you can provide there um, from a platform perspective or anything at all? Well, I would say that first and foremost, we, we realized what that our business is actually about building community by making games. And and um, you, you can't just make a community appear. You have to do something for it, right? But uh, our end result is really making communities happen. Right. So so one way of expanding that as well, we, we got back into third-party publishing, picking up some some smaller but really awesome awesome games um, that we think can really work for our, our community as it is right now. So we do more, offer more options. Yeah. Um, and then, um, uh, of course, the, the new game's coming. So we we're planning for one game to be released end of uh, 2025, early 2026. The one that we're working on in parallel with Payday 3 now. And then another one in 2027. That's kind of the big beats for the internal studio. We're all going to be focus on like what we're doing best I and mean, cooperative multiplayer games um the cooperative part is important because th there's a lot of multiplayer games out there where you just spawn and together with other people you run towards certain death and then you respawn again and but you never really work together and the, yeah, the best thing the best experience is you know really cooperate with somebody right so focus on that and multiplayer uh live service um Premium model. We're not we're not big fans of games, uh, free free to play games. Um, it it's difficult to get free to play to really work with a game design that's just fun to play. I think personally, I'm not saying it's impossible. And there's there's certainly some good examples out there. But but we we likely to stay with the premium model for a long time. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, what you pay for then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it's a very fair fair model for our customers. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, games that are full of that uh, community interaction might, might it be various kinds of UGC or modding or, or uh, you know, the, the ability for people to stream it or participate in the in the experience of of uh, of the game and co-create their their own experience. I think is absolute key. So within those borders, which gives us pretty you know broad. Uh, area of actually making things in uh that's where we're going to be uh both from a third-party publishing perspective and, and internal development so starbreeze is obviously 
very well publicly known as being the payday, the home of payday, uh, so to speak. So looking into 24, 5, 6, and 7, you're going to expand your portfolio and be well known, not just for payday, but for other IPs and titles as well, is the, yeah. is the long-term goal. Exactly. Being being known for the, the company where you can, if you buy something that um, you, you know you're going to have a really fun, long the product is well supported over a long period of time where you're going to play with a lot of other people together and having fun, basically. That's that's kind of what it be known for. Pay, payday is that, right? But we want to make sure we do more of it as well. Yeah, fantastic. So is there anything that final that you'd like to say? Obviously, you mentioned that uh, you're looking at growing uh, by a headcount of 20 this year and also next year. Is there anything that you want to say to potential new people that will be joining Starbreeze? Uh, or, for example, what areas that you're looking for, but also what it's like to work there? Yeah, that's a good uh, good question. Excuse me. There you go. I've got something to edit there. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, when it comes to how it is working here, I think what's cool is that we have these different locations, right, around the world. So we're a bit, you know, around Europe at least, uh, uh, quite flexible uh, in, in where you work. Um, and um, it is is like most of the game industry today. It's really yeah, um, uh, diverse. Uh, for me, it's always since I started in this industry, it's been about yeah, not not who you are or where you're from or what clothes you wear or education you have. It's about the passion you have and the capability of making something cool in the future. So you know, for us here at uh, Starbase, we have uh, 28 nationalities uh, spread over our, our 165 employees. It's a very international and, and, and cool environment. Um, fun and relaxed, you know, it's focus is to have fun together working as, as one team. Um, and um, but, but what I've, I've learned over my years from managing various companies is, you know, you, you have to establish a, a good culture uh, and make sure people have a good time. They'll create awesome things. And uh, of course, with a clarity of, of kind of direction as well. Um, um, I think also if you want to move to, to Sweden, it's a really good place to to live uh, in general. Um, we have dark dark Novembers. Jokingly, uh, I've asked, been asked the questions like, why why have the Swedish and the Nordic region been so good at games and like well the long winters, right? Everybody but honestly, yeah, uh, only yeah. <laughs> But we do have long summers as well. A very very nice environment here. Um, so yeah, no, I think there's there's going to be plenty of, of opportunities for people looking at uh, fun uh, but challenging uh, work um, in game industry uh, here at Starbase. Uh, we're really, you know, looking for people with with a lot of experience as well. We can really add to to and and make us a way more um, kind of uh, fill fill our levels of expertise. Uh, we're coming to that size so we can get get people with with quite. Uh, narrow expertise uh, areas uh, so there's opportunities yeah. to be creative as well not just be another cog in a wheel so to speak is i like to be creative i really like to think so we talk uh we don't i talked about our culture being one team and sometimes you hear companies talking about yeah this is our values i've never having worked for 27 years i've never figured out what values really means and how to apply them so we talk about our behaviors. Uh, if we behave this way, we're going to be successful and be able to to run um, 
or to create this culture. And uh, uh, so they are very focused on on that thing, like be smarter together, uh, enable creativity, uh, or 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 is two of the, these behaviors. So try to really, you know, um, be very good at training ourselves how to give each other feedback in a good way. Um, so we constantly improve as well, and and uh, you know enable that that creative way of working. Uh, it's super super important when we do the kind of products we do. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tobias. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye.